Hello everyone and welcome to Behold, the podcast where we cast our all-seeing eye over the world of comic book adaptations and try to sort the super from the substandard. Who's we? Well, I'm your host Andrew and as usual I'm joined by my co-host Mick. Uh, uh, can I just stop you there? I, I, I won't be doing any co-hosting today. I've, uh, I've made an oath. All I'm going to do is observe. I'm not going to take part, I'm not going to interfere. I'm not going to um, take any interaction other than just observe. Oh, all, I see. So, in- so I'm going to watch all that is and was and will be. So I like how you've already taken the, the proper watcher approach of interrupting me as I was about to say something just to tell me how you're not going to interfere. Yep. Very loudly, very pointedly. Yes. Right into people's faces. That's right. I'm an action but, watcher. <laughs> God, he is basically like the child in the kitchen whose hand is slowly creeping towards the cookie jar going, but I'm not going to take one. I'm not going <laughs> to take one. Just one, maybe. <laughs> that's why That's why he looks like a giant baby in a cape. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he has the impulse control of a child. <laughs> Must remember all. Must remember, oh, must... Re- Don't do that! Oh, shit! <laughs> so, yes, this is, as you might have guessed, uh, today we are going to be your guides through the new realities as we ponder the question, what if? Which we're, we're also going to be beholding. Indeed. I did not think to <laughs> the introduction... <laughs> Look, planning in advance is hard, and sometimes that advance is like the evening before. I know. And also, you've planned like a whole other episode that same evening. <laughs> I mean, you say planned. I mean, there's very much a, an inverted comma needs to go at the beginning and end of the word planned there. Yes, I, I planned these podcasts again like the Watcher took an oath not to interfere. <laughs> so yes, today we are going to be talking about the 2021 Disney Plus streaming service created by AC Bradley and based on the Marvel Comics series created in 1977. And I know usually for a lot of these things I like to kind of give a creative team for the comics... But with the nature of the series, it's basically like different writers and artists for every issue. Yeah, it's basically every writer and artist that's ever been, really, isn't it? Ultimately. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much anyone who was working at Marvel at the time who had a spare five minutes. Yeah. What what if? Yeah, are you you familiar with the uh, the What If comics? I've dabbled. You know, if I've seen one... That I like the look of, uh, you know, if because some of them, some of them just you see the title "What If" and then you see the sort of like synopsis and you go, yeah, and it's you know things like "What if Pepper Potts had become Iron Man," that kind of thing, yeah. You know? Well, it'd have been slightly different. I'm not really that interested in it, but then if you see things like you know, "What if J. Jonas Jameson had got the Venom symbiote." You think, oh, now. <laughs> yeah. Or 
the Eve Med, what, what if J. Jonah Jameson adopted Spider-Man? Yeah, that that those kind of things. If it's something that fundamentally shakes up the the relationships that you are familiar with or the the activities, you know. Obviously if it's something like, you know, what if Hawkeye was evil or you know or, you know, what if Hawkeye had a major part to play in the Avengers? That kind of thing. Yeah, but what if Hawkeye was someone that the MCU cared about? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's probably true for most people is that what if is one of those things where you just dip in and out of it, kind of depending on how interested you are. And, and, and that's kind of the beauty of it. it it's, you know, if, if you follow, for example, if you're a, a big fan of Captain America, and you, you get all those comics regularly, without fail, when they come out, there's going to be storylines where you're going to go, meh. But you kind of need to sit with it because it feeds information into the following storyline or may get referenced later on. The nice thing about the what-ifs is your only sort of pre-read is maybe the storyline that changes because of the event. Um yeah, it's it's weird because I guess it's true of the comics and the series. It's that they're like simultaneously very accessible and not accessible. Yes, because you can like pick up an issue of What If without ever having read a What If comic, but you also do need to have enough like Marvel comics knowledge to know like to appreciate the difference. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And understand those knock-on effects from the the subtle changes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, if, if you don't know who Captain America is, you're not going to care if it's Peggy Carter instead of Steve Rogers. That's right, yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping for her to become Captain Britain rather than Captain... When I saw the trailers, I thought we were going to get a Captain Britain in the MCU. Yeah, I, I feel like they're maybe still hedging their bets there, of, like not wanting to fully commit to... This yeah. is who our Captain Britain is, because we might want to do like a more comics accurate one further down the line. Yeah. I mean, come on, Marvel. You, what is it? Twenty three movies in, twenty four movies in, and still no Captain Britain. Anybody would think it was an American centric comics conglomerate. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, how long did it take for? A Marvel movie where the main is not like just straight white American male. Well, that's true. God, it was it was Black Panther, wasn't it? It was. Jesus Christ, Marvel! <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll, it, John? I'll save our listeners my uh, poor impression of the poor impression of T'Challa from the Marvel's Avengers game. It is. It, it was great. It was like a photocopy of a photocopy of a porn parody actor <laughs> of a famous celebrity. Taken from a voice recording from a ninth generation C90 cassette recording of the actual voice. <laughs> so yeah, the, the What If comics. Uh, kind of something I like about them as well is they've, they've had some really like crazy storylines. Yeah. Like, get this, they had one where what if Thorite wasn't Thor Odinson, 
but was Jane Foster instead. Can can you imagine? Didn't they do that as just a comic as well? Yes, yes, they did. Because that, that is like the fun thing about some of the what ifs is they have like accidentally predicted like actual later comic right. storylines. All oh, right, so they did it as a what if and it became a comic. Yeah, basically they did it as a what if. Like, I think that was actually one of the earliest ones in the 70s. And then decades later became an actual comic. Yeah. So you've got things like that. You've got like, what if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? And, yeah. and one for MCU fans as well is one of the earlier what ifs. Was, what if the Hulk had the mind of Bruce Banner? Oh! What I like about the What If series is um, how they've managed to get even some of the most minor characters from the MCU to be voiced by the actual actors who um, played them in the MCU. And yet, some yeah. of the uh, some of the big big ticket characters are played by someone completely different. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like you've got some random guys playing Captain America and Tony Stark, and then Kurt Russell is in this for all of five seconds, as he and has like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he literally is in two episodes and has like one line per episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got things like you've got Jamie Alexander as Sif, um, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor uh, Strange, Karen Gillan as Nebula, and uh, everyone's favourite Guardian of the Galaxy, Brian Delaney as Star Lord. Well, Peter Quill. Yeah, I mean. I was going to say, I, I can see that because Chris Pratt is like quite a big deal, but, but lots of them are quite big deals. Yeah, you know. Uh, Jeremy Renner's an Os Oscar winner, but he could be bothered to turn up and voice Hawkeye. Yeah, and the worst part is, he needn't have bothered. <laughs> because it's Hawkeye. Like, legitimately, <laughs> the episodes he was in, I was sat watching, yeah, the, the guy they've got is a pretty passable Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Which, I mean, is, the, is that not really the best summation of Jeremy Renner as a person? <laughs> is that he a is really, a passable... He's a passable version of Jeremy Renner. Well, yeah, so I don't know how much of that is down to um, contractual obligations ending or... Um, just schedule availability... You've got to think, though, that the scheduling can't have been that big of a problem given that this will have been recorded during the various lockdowns. And what better thing to be involved in than voiceover work? Because you can literally phone it in, can't you? This, in this day and age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess it all comes down to kind of contracts and like how much it costs per actor to get them in. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I know Interestingly, the... the voice of Black Widow in this is the voice of Poison Ivy in the uh, Harley Quinn series. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, I, I guess she's found a niche playing comic book redheads. <laughs> yeah. good, good for you, Lake Bell. 
But yeah, I know, I know the one exception to that is like they specifically couldn't get Tom Holland to voice Spider-Man. Because that's like a weird contract thing to do yeah. with Sony. Yeah. So yeah, shall I uh, get into the series? Yeah, go on. Synopsize that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this... I'm not gonna, this one's going to be a bit of a difficult one. Obviously, with it being like an anthology series... So I, I can't really condense a lot of the episodes down and do like an overall impression as I would usually do. Mm. So instead I've basically got like a, a one or two sentence summary for each episode. So uh, as always, uh, there will be spoilers for the full series. And kind of just the bit that I've shoved in at top is to mention that every episode is narrated by The Watcher, who is played by Jeffrey Wright. And... Uh... You know, we, we don't apologise for the spoilers because even though this is a, a relatively recent series, so we don't have the usual excuse of um, it's been out for 20 years, where have you been? Um, it is streaming on Disney+, Plus, which is being given away with every electronic device in the world, assuming you can get hold of an electronic device. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, it's only spoilers for the version of what if in this reality. That's true. Yeah. So, sorry, I interrupted there and I swore an oath. Oh, you did indeed. You've already broken your oath. <laughs> Just call me Oato and carry on. Okay, so first up we have what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? So Peggy Carter, played by Hayley Atwell, takes the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers, who becomes the proto-Iron Man Hydra Stomper instead. Uh, together they stop the Red Skull, but in the process, Peggy is transported to 2012-ish, I think. <laughs> Episode 2. What if T'Challa became Star-Lord? So Yondu abducts a young T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, instead of Peter Quill. T'Challa becomes Star-Lord and transforms the, Ravag the Ravagers into a group of honourable pirates. They defeat the Collector, and T'Challa returns home to visit his family. Episode 3. What if Earth lost its mightiest heroes? The Avengers are mysteriously murdered before they can team up. Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, discovers the killer is a crazed Hank Pym, played by surprise Michael Douglas, <laughs> uh, who killed them all as revenge for the death of his daughter, Hope. Episode 4. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Christine Palmer, played by Rachel McAdams, who you forgot was in a Marvel movie until just now, <laughs> is in the car with Stephen Strange, played by good old Benny Combs, when he, when he crashes and kills her. Doctor Strange then uses a combination of time travel and black magic to try and save her, but inadvertently destroys the universe. Episode... As you do. Indeed, as, as you do. I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. Episode 5. What if zombies? So, multiversal screw-up Hank Pym accidentally brings a zombie virus from the quantum realm, and a ragtag group of survivors try to find a cure. Their efforts seem in vain, though, when uh, Wakanda, the last stronghold of humanity, is overrun by a zombie Thanos. Episode 6. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Eric Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, 
saves Tony Stark before he can be kidnapped by the Ten Rings. Kill- Killmonger then manipulates and murders Tony and T'Challa in order to stage a war between the US and Wakanda so that he can swoop in as their hero and become the Black Panther. Number 7. What if Thor was an only child? Odin gives baby Loki back to the Frost Giants, so Thor, Chris Hemsworth, grows up a spoiled prince. As an adult, he throws a raging party on Earth until he is stopped by Captain Marvel calling his mum. Which is genuinely the plot of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, with, without me kind of deliberately manipulating facts for the sake of a joke, that's just what happens. <laughs> Episode 8. What if Ultron won? So Ultron Ultron succeeds in taking over Vision's body, kills most of the Avengers and launches a nuclear strike on Earth. Black Widow, played by Lake Bell, and Hawkeye concoct a plan to overwrite Ultron's brain with Arnim Zola and rescue him but at the cost of Hawkeye's life. However, they are unable to stop Ultron from using the Infinity Stones to escape into the multiverse and attack the Watcher. Episode 9. What if the Watcher broke his oath? Would never happen. Sorry, you, sorry, right. carry on. <laughs> so, breaking his vow not to interfere, the Watcher assembles a team of heroes from the previous episodes to stop Ultron, and they consist of Peggy, T'Challa, Doctor Strange, Killmonger, Thor and Black Widow, all voiced by the people what I mentioned earlier. Uh, they're also joined by a version of Gamora who killed Thanos from an episode that we didn't get to see. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, working together, the heroes distract Ultron long enough for Black Widow to overwrite him with Zola. However, they are then betrayed by Killmonger, who tries to take the gems for himself, only to have to contend with Zola trying to do the exact same thing. Uh, turns out this is all part of Uatu's plan, and he traps the two villains in a pocket universe. And there we go. That's pretty much the series. Indeed. And I don't know whether you noticed this, but it didn't have to get some stick in the bottom half of the internet. Yeah, I, I know kind of initially people were cool, but I've heard like the final episode got a bit of flack as well. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm not quite sure on the specifics of that one. No, I'm... I mean, this is what we know from doing this podcast for however long we've been doing it now, that the bottom half of the internet will get upset if the wrong shade of red is used on Spider-Man's uniform or Wolverine wears the wrong shade of... Uh, the, the wrong type of helmet in an X-Men movie or whatever it might be. But you can't get upset on those points when you're watching What If? Because the whole point of it is it's... Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, yes. Actually, I, do, I think I do know like what are the things they got kind of quite mad. You know, I'm going to cry and smash my fist into the comment section about... So basically, the Infinity Stones, which, I mean... Technically, the Infinity Gems in Marvel. Where where were you then, Marvel? Oh, nerds, where were you then? <laughs> but yeah, the Infinity Stones, there's basically a thing in the comics 
where like they're tied to their specific universe and so they only work like in the universe where they're made where they were created so the idea of Ultron being able to use them to go into the multiverse like that shouldn't work but I mean it's it's different in the show and yeah to be fair it's also it's probably been different in the comics yeah um and the, you know, the other thing is, it it's a series called What If. What if that wasn't a rule? And also, given that Ultron attacks the Watcher in the sort of gap between universes, what are the rules there? Because that's like a yeah, non-universe, I, but I guess isn't it? I think like with the the Infinity Stones in the that's again, that's like a multiversal constant thing. So it's just every universe they're tied to that universe. But I mean, it doesn't matter. No. It's a made-up rule for things that don't exist. In this universe. Indeed. I mean, it's I like I can understand being mad. Maybe if they had established earlier that that was the case, that they're only supposed to work like in their respective universes in the MCU. But like they they didn't. Yeah. They just decided they're not going to bring that over from the comics, and that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, given that we've all just lived through a pandemic, we've had a madness of people queuing up for fuel that wasn't in short supply. And, you know, literally people are dying around the world. There are more important things to get upset about. Yeah. And I mean, because of this means we get a bit where like Ultron tries to kill Watcher by just eating a galaxy. Why not? And that's pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, so I thought some of the individual stories were a little bit weak. Um, the Thor one was a weak story, but made up for it by being a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like the, the Thor one... I wouldn't say so much as weak as just like it wasn't really written to be a complicated story. No. Um, it's just, it's a fun, silly episode. Yeah. Uh, what I'd I found, I, I wouldn't say any of the replacement casts were particularly jarring either, as you know, it didn't spoil your enjoyment that it wasn't Chris Pratt as Peter Quill. Bearing in mind that Peter Quill wasn't in it a huge amount. Yeah, I feel like there was sometimes, like maybe in the earlier episodes, where it was like a replacement actor talking to one of the original cast, where it did seem a little bit jarring, but I think that's one of the things that you quickly get used to. Yeah. Um, But yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was a fun old series. Yeah, because it, it was... The nice thing about it was um, that it was a little sort of 25, 30-minute episode once a week that you could just, you know, watch and actually enjoy. You weren't feeling like you needed to be ready to make a four-series investment in these characters. Because, you know, if that character dies in that episode, you know there's another universe with that character in it. 
that will probably crop up in a couple of episodes time. Yeah, I mean, like, if anything, one of my grumbles is, I feel like I didn't really need the finale. Like, I didn't need these characters to all have to team up to fight like a bigger threat. No, and and it's it's one of those. I remember being a really big fan of the X Files when it first started, and it had that monster of the week vibe to it. And I went off the X-Files as it got more to being the arc plot is more important. And I think... Yeah, well, I would say that's been like one of the big problems with Doctor Who for me as well. Yeah. You're is not, the shift... Like, you're not going to enjoy season 13 then, are you? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm fully prepared to absolutely hate this series. <laughs> but, I, you see, I don't, I don't mind that so much. If it sets off as an arc plot, that's fine. And, you know, even if you have a Monster of the Week type vibe to it, it's fine as, as long as there's elements of the arc plot dealt with in those Monster of the Week type thing. But it's when you kind of completely ditch one format just to exclusively go with the other. And what if doesn't need that? It's an anthology series. You know, you didn't used to get an arc plot on the Twilight Zone or the Outer Limits. You know, it's... That was the beauty of it. You didn't have to have the continuity of characters, you know. Um, so I was kind of surprised when episodes eight and nine were like a finale. And it was like, huh? <laughs> Why does an anthology show need a finale? Yeah, because it is. It, it's just like need for everything to be connected. Yeah, and the whole point of it is that they are unconnected universes. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, that being said, I still enjoyed the last two episodes. Yes, although, as you, as you mentioned in the synopsis, there was the episode that we didn't see. Yeah, unfortunately, good morning, that episode is kind of the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's like, what, what now? <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, unfortunately, there was just kind of no way around that because it's basically, this was supposed to be a 10-episode series. Yeah. But they just couldn't do the other episode because of COVID. Yeah. Which is especially unfortunate because I think that also introduces the Infinity Stone Smasher thing, which yeah. is quite a big plot point in the finale. Yeah, that that then just gets reduced to a sort of convenient MacGuffin, doesn't it? It's, it's like... Uh, yeah, it is that. It's the end of all things we can't possibly get out of this. Ah, well, here we are. <laughs> yeah, good. Good thing I packed my bat apocalypse preventer spray. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um... Which I'll, I'll admit that did irk me a little bit though as well. Like going back to the original thing, of they then did do the thing where they went. Oh no, the Infinity Crusher doesn't work on these gems because they're from a different universe. That felt a bit to me like trying to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's also it's kind of hard to say how much is that because I don't know what the Infinity Crusher is. It's a thing that appeared like five seconds ago. Yeah. Um And maybe like with the context of the full episode, it's a bit less like a jarring. 
So, are we getting a season two? Has that been announced? Yes, I think it's already been confirmed that there will be a, a season two. Okay. Well, um, I think I think if if they need to take anything away from that, it's um, it's that it needs to be a, a weekly anthology series rather than a. A plot because the comics were never like that, were they? The what if comics were always one shots, um, one shot stories, mostly traditional, apart, they apart were. from original sin, obviously. But that wasn't yes. really a what if, was it? That was just a story about the watcher. No, that oh, actually, yeah, yeah, no, original sin, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the big Marvel, basically, that year's big crossover event thing, yeah. But yeah, basically with what if, traditionally, yes, they're that. But each individual issue is what if this thing and it's self-contained. But then kind of over the years, it has kind of changed and shifted about a bit. Yeah. So there have been some where it's like gone on for multiple issues. I know there's been periods where what if has been more just like kind of the banner name and it's been more just like general alternate universes. Yeah. And you could do that, couldn't you? You could do, you know, you could do a what if, for the for the sake of argument, you could do a what if Infinity arc. Um, but it's I don't know, Doctor Strange goes mad and wants to collect all the Infinity Stones, and it could still take in all the the various adventures that you'd get in a normal Infinity Saga, just with. Different motivations and stuff. You could you could do it with pretty much any plotline. Yeah, and you to know. be fair, I guess the MCU does now have a version of Doctor Strange who is, to quote the kids these days, a bit sus. <laughs> yes. Um, so, what can we look forward to um, in season two? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they will do things more like based on the like i imagine first of all there probably will be some sequels to some of the ones we've got here like it did seem based on the post credits we're going to get another captain carter one yeah which as much as i thought that episode was one of the weaker ones i'm happy for more Haley atwell one of the biggest losses to the uh marvel tv universe was agent carter i know i was so like sad when that show ended yeah especially as well because of the way it's set up like peggy carter isn't one of those characters who can just really fold into something else no because by the time of the present day she's pretty much dead yeah the 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 only way you could do it is if you did a sort of prequel to agents of shield and the early formative which i mean agent carter was but it could fold into a sort of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 1930s style. Yeah. Or if there was like a sort of Hank Pym Ant-Man show. Yeah. Set in the, the 60s or something. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, I think would be a cool idea for a show Marvel call me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I imagine we'll probably get another Captain Carter one. Uh Sadly, unfortunately, I think we're not going to see more of what if T'Challa was Star-Lord. 
Now they'll just get the guy from the Marvel's Avengers game. Okay, I'll rephrase that. I don't think we should see more from them. <laughs> Stop. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was nice to get uh, a few more uh, Black Panther performances from the late um, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, it's it's nice that he got to complete his work on this series um, before his sad passing. Yeah, and I think it it does actually work as quite a nice send off that you've now got that universe where T'Challa is Star Lord and he's basically fixed everything. Yeah. Like just the fact that he convinced Thanos to stop his genocidal ways and join the Ravages just by having a chat with him. <laughs> Which that is possibly one of my like favorite inappropriate comedy things is just that us casually trying to explain. No, <coughs> it wasn't really like a genocide. See, <laughs> yeah. so if you consider the maths, I don't want to go, oh, Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. But yeah, anyway, what I was going to say is I wonder if they'll maybe like take some more from the comics as well as the MCU. Well, I, I, think... I, think, I think that's the advantage they've got, isn't it? Because they're twisting things, you're not relying on people having gone to see these big multi-million pound blockbusters, are you? Yeah, but I mean, again, I think it's still... I can't imagine this would be something you would watch if you weren't already a fan of the MCU. Uh, possibly. Because, like, I mean, if if you haven't seen Age of Ultron, why would you really care if, like, he took over the world? True, but I think if if you think about the the more standalone aspects of it, like the first episode with the Captain Carter. That's just uh, an adventure where a woman takes super soldier serum. Yeah, but again, with that one, I feel like, especially that one specifically, that whole episode is kind of nonsense if you've not seen Captain America the First Avenger. Like, I can imagine being very confused where the bit where Sebastian Stan just straight up turns to camera and yells, wow, Peggy, you nearly took my arm off. <laughs> Wink. Because, <laughs> um. yeah, really, really, that whole Captain Carter episode is basically like baby's first alternate universe. True. <laughs> True. But, um... Yeah, I, I, I think as long as they stick to, like, just stand alone. Because it, it doesn't matter what your source is, does it? Whether it's comics or MCU um, productions. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess they, they still kind of need probably to keep a basis in the MCU. If they were going to do an arc plot, they could do what if Inhumans worked as a series. No, I think that's even beyond the Watchers' abilities. 
What if Inhumans had enough budget to do Medusa's hair properly? Indeed. But yeah. Oh, no, and I guess you know, we've kind of had some stuff, like some comic stuff, which is sort of casually bled into what if. Yeah. Like I know the episode where Hank Pym kind of kills the Avengers. He's wearing a much more comics accurate version of the Yellow Jacket uh, uniform. Yeah. So you've got the whole Zombies episode, which was quite heavily inspired by Robert Kirkman's Marvel Zombies series. Yeah. And they they've made the subtle change where kind of they've taken a thing from the comics where Ultron isn't just completely crap. <laughs> Dear. Who voiced Ultron? Uh I think it was Ross Marcond. Yeah. James Spade are not willing to relive that uh, role. No, I guess he's too busy with the blacklist is the show he does, maybe? Does he still? I don't know. <laughs> learning about James Spade would mean learning about something related to Age of Ultron, and I don't want to do that. Still going. Well, there you go. But that's why he's too busy. Yeah, so suppose we ought to rank what if. Or what we do is we come up with alternative lists where it occupies a different position in the list in each alternate universe. <laughs> So in some universes, it'll be our number one TV adaptation. And in some universes, it'll go just above Titan Season 2. Yeah, because there's, just, <laughs> there's, there's not a universe where it ranks below that. There we go. that. That's the new multiversal constant. <laughs> Titan season two. Oh, what a turd you are. For the second episode in a row, what a bad show that was. <laughs> on, on the plus side, though, we haven't mentioned Toxic Avenger once. We haven't seen, we're getting better again. <laughs> so. So, yeah, looking at our list. Let's see, we have got... Yeah, Resident Alien Season 1 at number 6. Boys Season 1, number 7. Umbrella Academy Season 2, number 8. Crisis on Infinite Earths, number 9. I'd... I'd be tempted to maybe put it just underneath Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. I, I, I think the very nature of an anthology show like What If means that it's uneven. So, you know, there's going to be there's going to be episodes that you like more because they feature favourite characters. There's going to be episodes that you like less just because they're not that good. 
Um, maybe they're not as strong, but um, it's difficult to maintain consistency on an anthology series because there's so many different personal influences on on how you how well you enjoy the show. So yeah, I think I think I think a comfortable mid table performance from uh, what if there. Okay, so today we are asking the question, what if this show was our number nine on the list? Mm, um, and I guess the answer would be... Uh, something this. else would move down to number ten. Yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths would. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of what you get in the finale of What If Anyway. Yeah, and, and I guess somewhere, somehow, Hank Mim has messed something up. Yes. Because I like that Hank Pym ruins everything. It seems to be the show's equivalent of the comics. Reed Richards will turn into a supervillain at the slightest provocation. <laughs> Indeed. I'll tell you... Killmonger seems to have a bit of consistency to him, doesn't he? Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know if I want to talk about Killmonger because I feel like that opens up a whole can of worms, which is why I don't like that episode. Right. <laughs> because, like, surely he's got to be, like, in his early 20s in that episode. Yeah. But also, is is that how long he's been planning to get back to Wakanda? Like, was he always Infiltrated for the Ten Rings. I just I feel that there's so many points of divergence for that episode. <laughs> All for a story that equates to what if basically the same plot as Black Panther. <laughs> so, is that us? I I think that's us. So. Uh, Oh no, I need to scroll down to the notes. This is this is what Hank Pym has done. He's messed up my sheet. Yes, because that's what he'd do. That's what, in his, in his grief-stricken rage, he'd go, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to shrink down to the quantum size and shuffle some podcasters' papers around. That'll show the multiverse who's boss. Yes, he's, he's deliberately stuck in my laptop and <laughs> I change my mouse settings so that when I try and scroll down, it scrolls up instead. That's literally the only explanation that makes sense. So that's about it for us. If you would like to listen to more, you can find all our episodes on the feed or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you subscribe to the show, you'll make sure you never miss an episode. If you want to get in touch, our email is beholdpod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at the whole pod. And if you're a fan, we'd appreciate it if you left us a review on your podcast app of choice or just recommended us to a friend. It's the best way for us to grow as a show and reach new listeners. So that's everything. Until next time, I've been Andrew. And I've been Mick. Or have I? So long and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.